Welcome to the Woman Unleashed podcast. I am your host and coach, Kelly Kristen, and my mission is to have every woman know her worth, speak her truth, and unleash the fierce feminine power within to live life in full expression. If you are wanting to experience more joy, pleasure, deeper connection to your femininity, sensuality, and spirituality, you are in the right place. This podcast will give you the tools and guidance you need to transform yourself and life from the inside out. I am so happy to have you here. Now, get ready to unleash. Hello, sisters. Welcome back to another edition of the AstroCast with myself, Kelly Kristen, and the amazing astrologer, Raquel Reyes. I'm so happy to have you here with us. If this is your first time, hello, welcome. I'm so excited for you to be joining us. And if you've been hanging around for a while, welcome back. Love you all. And I'm so excited to get into Pisces season one because I'm really just feeling so good about it. I feel really optimistic and really good about it. I know, trust me, we are getting all into what's going on with Mercury retrograde and all of the vibes for Pisces season. This episode is so filled with so much value. Um, Really encourage you to find out where you have Pisces in your chart so you can get a better overall understanding of what we are talking about. And guys, use the information like Raquel drops so much knowledge in these episodes. Use the information. Don't just listen to it and go, okay, we talk about how to work with the moon energy and all kinds of things. And of course, Raquel is actually going to be teaching a new moon in Pisces workshop that's going to be on Sunday. So if you're not already following Raquel on Instagram, you can follow her at astrology.withraquel. Of course, you can follow me at Miss MS Kelly Kristen. Um, you can also catch us both on Facebook. Just search Kelly Kristen or Raquel Reyes. I will put all that information in the show notes for you. But if you are into astrology, you want to even really get that in-depth understanding of how to work with the moon energy even more, you're definitely going to want to get into one of Raquel's workshops. So without further ado, let's get right on into this beautiful Pisces season. Okay, so I think we should probably just get right to it because everybody everybody knows it's Mercury retrograde in Pisces. Mm -hmm. What's up? How we doing? How we feeling out there, everybody? (laughs) Yes. So the time has come where we have our infamous Mercury retrograde, and it also comes pretty much right as Pisces season comes as well. So we've got a big season change, and we've got Mercury, which is the planet that rules our communication and our mind and our intellect in a state of retrograde, which basically means when any planet goes retrograde is that it's... It's not fully able to deliver what it normally delivers. So every planet has, um, you know, a theme, an energy, a project, a process, an energy that it's bringing to our lives. And Mercury is how we communicate with each other, how we communicate with the outside world. And it's how we learn. And so when Mercury is retrograde, all of those things uh, feel maybe a little tougher to express. And um, Mercury retrograde happens more than 
It happens more times a year than any other planet. That's why we hear about it so much. But truly, all planets go retrograde. Um, of course, the sun and the moon do not, but the, they do eclipse. So right. retrogrades are, um, they're interesting. I mean, what, how do you feel about Mercury retrograde? Because let's unpack it, because I know that there's so many differing opinions, and right. I have so much to say about it. I know you do, and I'm I'm excited to hear you speak on it because I think for a while when I first sort of started getting my interest in astrology and I would read all of the stuff about Mercury retrograde, and I'd be like, oh no, it's Mercury retrograde. All this bad stuff is going to happen. And yeah. I kind of went down the rabbit hole of people tell you, don't sign a contract, don't do this. And I would find myself almost obsessing over small details that I actually don't really care about where I know for me, I'm just much better off living my life. If something happens, like if my computer, you know, I think a few Mercury retrogrades ago, my computer did totally, my hard drive died. But that was like an old computer. So it was like eventually going to happen. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of funny. It's in Mercury retrograde, whatever. I'll get a new computer. <laughs> like, I'm not going to freak out about it. Yeah. It is what it is. And now I kind of just view it as I'm aware that a retrograde is happening. So I just know for myself that to kind of check myself, if maybe I'm feeling a certain type of way, just to question myself, am I being triggered by something? Is this actually a real feeling? you know, it's just like more of a time for me to work on my own self-awareness before responding to things. Yeah. And I love what you said because I think that's very common. We hear about the retrograde approaching or, or that it's happening and then suddenly it sort of becomes this catalyst for like everything to go wrong. Right. And I believe it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy in when viewed that way. And so what I feel truly as a professional is like, we're not actually afraid of the retrograde. <laughs> we're afraid of like the elements of our own lives, the components of our own lives, the shifts and changes that maybe we're not ready for or that we're not expecting or that maybe we don't want stress or maybe we don't want that X coming back or, you right. know, that's where the real fear is. The actual fear is not with Mercury. It's not with astrology. Um, it's with the energetics of our lives. And I think that it's fair to feel a little bit of fear on a retrograde because the energetics of our lives do get kind of shaken. And so this is our first retrograde of 2020. We've got a lot of retrogrades this year. We have Venus and Mars going retrograde, which only happens every 19 to 36 months. So this is almost like our practice retrograde, <laughs> kind of getting us into the vibe of 2020, which is all about change and transition and foundation and responsibility. So because this is in the sign of Pisces, Mercury um, and Pisces season, you know, Mercury, when it gets involved with Pisces, because Mercury is how we communicate and Pisces is ruled by Neptune, it's very dreamy. So it's very ethereal. Um, it is really intuitive. So yes, this is a Mercury retrograde, which kind of has a set of stress in and of itself. However, we want to go a little deeper and look at the energy that is being retrograded. So this is a good time for us to actually lean into Pisces energy, which is all about intuition, uh, hope, progress, healing. Uh, there's a very big, very, very, very big calling during Pisces season for everyone to do a little bit of healing because mm. this is the last sign of the Zodiac. So after this Pisces season, 
we go into the spring equinox, which is the astrological new year. So right. technically speaking, this is our last um, season, which is Pisces, where we're going to kind of want and need to process like what just happened in the last year. Um, how do I feel? Where have I arrived? Where am I going? And so I like Pisces season because Pisces in astrology rules the 12th house. That's the last house of the wheel. And the 12th house is the house of the unknown. It's, it's the deep human psyche. Um, sometimes there's a bit of a purging feeling that happens during Pisces season. And I think it's very par for the course. And I think that it's important that we take this time to think about feeling and healing and retrogrades are also revealing. I know. Yeah. And we chatted once about exes coming back during the retrograde. Yeah. Uh, You know, (laughs) and this, yeah, this retrograde in particular compared to the other two Mercury retrogrades we have uh, in 2020, I would say this one's the more mild one of, of the rest and it's going to be very classic, right? Like you said, we're, we might have something happen with our computer or a laptop or a car might break down or something like that. But it is also possible that people, and it might not just be exes, but just people of our past might be coming back around with unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Um, boundaries are really important during Pisces season, but especially during a Mercury retrograde during Pisces right. season. Well, actually that kind of goes really hand in hand because if one of the themes of Pisces season is, you know, looking inward and doing the healing work and it's Mercury retrograde. So you have people that might be coming back that are pushing maybe up against some new boundaries that you really need to be firm in. It's kind of a a beautiful opportunity to do that really. Absolutely. And last month we talked about how Aquarius was sort of this turning point I think that um, a lot of us were able to detach a little bit, get more intellectual, think a little bit more about um, the logical side of life. Mm-hmm. Now, Pisces is ushering in the dreamy side of life. Pisces is like, do you have a dream that you've given up on? And what's that dream? And like, can we go there? It really wants to go to the depths. And Neptune rules the dream world. So what's interesting about Pisces season, and especially retrograde, is that our dreams, like our physical dreams that we're having as we're asleep could be very revealing. So I highly suggest everyone um, bust out a dream journal and just Mm. write down your dreams. If you're a vivid dreamer, see if there's anything, any messages that you can take into your waking life. Um, This is a great time to think about psychology. So, and our own psychological makeup and having, it's about finding these evolutionary points in our feelings that's kind of what Pisces season is about. Whereas Aquarius season was more the intellectual side. Now we're moving right up in the heart center. Right. <laughs> and um, I love it because, you know, it can be intimidating, I think, to feel like, oh, great, it's Pisces season. I have to go swim in like these depths in this like ocean of emotions. And I don't know if I'm ready for all of that. And I don't know if I even want to do all of that. But I do think taking a dip, even if you're just dipping your toe in and you come back later, or if you're going for a deep dive, this is the season to do it. Pisces season is when everyone is feeling really connected to their dreams and the dream world. And we might physically be more tired this time of year because of Neptune's influence. Um, so um, this retrograde could totally make us feel foggy and groggy and sleepy. And that can be a real bummer if you are somebody who is very busy or very activated or you're in the middle of a lot of stuff. 
Right. Um, you know, and especially with Aquarius season, it was kind of like that innovative time. Oh yeah. And churning of ideas. And now it's like, okay, putting that into the dream and doing it now that we're in the retrograde. But I think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm aware this could happen, but you know, we also have, again, that free will of getting things done that we desire to get done. Right. Well, yeah. And this like Capricorn season, you know, that was a season to, to get things done. Aquarius, I think was a time for us to go intellectual. And I wouldn't say Pisces season is necessarily like a time where we want to get things done. I think Pisces season this year is about undoing. Mm. Uh, if that makes any sense where, um, we might have to undo some things and that's part of, that's where the healing part comes in. So we're in Pisces season, February 18th through March 19th. And then that's Aries season, spring equinox, total vibe, completely different. Right. So we're actually, we're not here for that long. And, um, it's kind of about trust and surrender in a way as well. So if you are someone who I'm very much like this, I'm very yang. Okay. Like I'm trying to be yin, but I'm very yang. (laughs) And so for someone like me, Pisces season is a little bit of a struggle because I have to undo a lot of the stuff. Pulling you into that yin. Yes. And I have to undo a lot of the things that for the last year I've been telling myself, like, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. No, this is a time of undoing now and unraveling because we want to set ourselves up for that spring equinox, which is happening in March for Aries season. I'm sure you're so excited. Oh, I love my Aries season. (laughs) I love Aries season too. Um, And so there's, um, there's, yeah, there's some surrendering. And I think that um, this is not necessarily astrology related, but it is once we start talking about Pisces, but there is also this very big calling for people to really tap into their higher power during Pisces season. So it's uh, it's not about like religion, but I mean, if you have a religion and you have a faith, like this is a great time. But for me, it's more of um, trusting the universe, higher power, higher consciousness, that there is maybe this divine energy that we can tap into, that we can turn our problems over when it's getting too overwhelming. Um, that something to pray to someone to pray to, um, you know, we can do a lot of personal development and self-help and that's great too, but there is this spiritual aspect to us. Absolutely. There really is. And, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too, because, um, Pisces season rules, Pisces rules spirituality. So Pisces season, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that a lot of people that at least I know are talking super, um, you know, abundantly about their faith and their higher power. Right. It's interesting because even the last few episodes that, uh, solo episodes I've done on this podcast, and if you're listening, you can go back and listen to them, have been a lot about um, calling for that deeper level of healing by accessing higher levels of wisdom where, yes, there's a certain extent. And, you know, I do work with people that have been through traumas and different things. And and I personally feel that what's an issue for me with how people usually talk about trauma and deal with it or, you know, and it doesn't have to be something that's super highly traumatic, but whatever it is that you're healing on, if we don't, understand at a certain point that we have to have this connection to the higher power, we're going to always stay stuck 
in that human level of thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a big issue that we have as humans is trying to figure everything out and, you know, why did this happen? Why did that happen? And all of these things. And if I can just throw all those questions away and turn it over and say, I don't know why this happened, but I'm willing to make this work for me. Or, you know, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to turn it over and just, you know, ask for help, ask for guidance. And when you do that, that's what takes healing to the next level. Like that's how I've been able to heal myself on levels that I really don't think that my human self could if I didn't turn that over. And that's really been something that's been really calling to me. Like I need to get this message out there and I need people to understand that, that after somebody who, you know, I myself was agnostic for a really long time. I think when I was younger, I would even call myself an atheist. Like I had no belief about it. I was not raised in any kind of way. And for me, I went through the spiritual awakening time and it's like those spiritual principles are the things that pulled me out of my darkness. Those are the things that allow me to be sitting here talking to you right now today. Without that connection and without understanding and truly believing that I'm always being guided and I'm always being taken care of no matter what my life looks like, you know, I don't know how to live without that belief now. Yeah. And that to me, what you just said is like, that is Pisces season. It's really about healing and feeling and higher power and hope. And hope is something that it's, the word is so subjective. Like what is hope, right? Right. Um, And I think that some people can look at hope as almost like false hope, or it's almost got this like negative connotation now, like, well, I hope things work out. And especially if you're in any type of like coaching or personal development realm, it's, it's like a no, no. It's like, well, don't hope for it make it happen. And it's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's great. But that's not human. Like you were saying. And, um, the part of it that is human is the part that for me is very Virgo, which is the opposite of Pisces. So when we're in Pisces season, the opposite of the wheel is Virgo energy And that's why during Pisces season, we have a new moon in Pisces to set us up for new Pisces energy for the next six months. And then we close out Virgo energy with a full moon in Virgo. So the zodiacal wheel is always working in a pattern. And we have um, on February 23rd, we have a Pisces new moon. And um, I'll be doing a workshop for it. I'm super excited because this does make a new beginning for us. It's the beginning of a new six month cycle. And since we're in Pisces, I would say like everyone should really make it a six month cycle that is not necessarily about like business or money or love, but, but just about your own personal healing journey and a connection to a higher power. Um, for me, the phrase of that new moon is like dare to dream, you know, beautiful. Um, it's kind of like going beyond. And then on March 9th, which coincidentally is the last day of Mercury retrograde, thank God, we do have that full moon in Virgo. It's happening at 19 degrees Virgo. And what that's doing is that's closing out a six-month chapter. So this Pisces season, we have an opportunity for like a fresh beginning, and then we have an opportunity for some closure. And that closure could be, it could have something to do with whatever was going on in your life around August 30th of 2019. Um, So it's like end of summer, we were just getting out of eclipse season and um, that was a new moon in Virgo. So a lot of us maybe set out with some very analytical, very organized, very Virgo goals Mm -hmm. 
then that, so that was, a, you know, going to be about six months ago. So now it's time to reflect on those Virgo goals, right? What did we do? What didn't we do? How do we feel? It's honest self-reflection, but then we kind of want to keep it moving. And as the astrology moves and the planets move, we kind of want to move with it. And that's really ultimately how you use it as a personal development tool. You, um, you go into your micro and you um, reflect in what's happening in the macro and you just create a symbiosis. Right. Yeah. And I love that. And I honestly, I learned this from you about astrology. because I, I feel like I don't really hear a lot of people talking about this, how the cycles close and open. And it makes perfect sense, right? That if the new moon is this Pisces, the full moon's going to be in Virgo and understanding, you know, the cyclical nature of it for me has been so helpful because I've always, um, not always, but for quite a while have been doing, you know, my new moon manifesting and full moon releasing, but not really keeping track of, okay, this moon is in this. And then I have it all in one journal now where I can actually see what was I thinking about, you know, six months ago, what did I do with the new moon and Virgo energy? And to be able to compare that now to the full moon, it's actually super valuable. So if you're listening yeah. to this and, you know, obviously you're interested in astrology, I would highly suggest that you get yourself a moon journal and, you know, you're doing, working with the new moon energy, you're working with the full moon energy and, you know, able to check in on yourself because I do think it's really important to have, you know, it's one thing, it's all good to want to manifest with the moon and everything, but again, you know, manifestations do require some form of action. If you just write something in a journal and never thinking about it again, probably not going to happen, right? So to be able to have that, it's like a level of accountability for yourself to see, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're going to make the effort to work with the moon energy, you're going to make the effort to give yourself that time and that ritual, well, give yourself an extra space to hold yourself accountable too. I think it's really great. Oh yeah. And I also, this happened to me, um, quick story time. <laughs> yes. So obviously I'm a professional. So for me, um, a new moon, it's like intention setting and working with whatever sign it's in and whatever planets are happening. Cause the new moon and the full moon, it's never just the moon. Um, in fact, it can't be, there have to be other planets involved and that's, what's going to create and make up a lot of the energy we feel. And so I had done a new moon, like a little journal thing. Um, but it was very, I don't want to say generic because it was like my goals at the time. It was mm -hmm. more maybe material or surface level things. And then later that night, I have like an emotional thing come up and I wrote down like my real feelings. Like I'm feeling like I'm not being heard. I feel disrespected. Like what was really happening? Things that I'm definitely not going to write on like page one of my new moon journal. Like I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I just, I wrote, wrote in there, like keeping it very real because I was emotional. I forgot that any of that ever happened. I forgot. So when the six month full moon came and I was doing my reflection, I was like, wow, I can't seem to really remember necessarily what was going on during that full moon other than like, those were my goals and like financially, yay. But I felt like maybe there was something different. And then I remembered my journal and then I went back and I was like, holy shit. Because I do think that oftentimes we subconsciously will block things out like that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I did. I completely blocked it out of my mind that that happened, that I was feeling like that. And, and as I looked over the course of that six months, I'm like, well, has anything changed? Have I done anything about it? Do I still feel like that? And um, it was just great to have that to look back on and reflect on because I do think that with astrology being so popular, 
we get, we stop at the surface level. We stop at, these are my new moon manifestations, close the notebook. Okay, bye. Good night. No, like there's so much more to us. We're so complex. We're multifaceted. And um, remembering that astrology is really like a a safe place where we can really just be super honest with what we're thinking, how we're feeling, what we're needing. And working with the phases of the moon, like you said, is really just such a great way to, to do that and to be able to check in with yourself. Right. right. I think it's invaluable. And you know what else I wanted to put together? And I was going to say this a few moments ago when we were talking about the dream world um, and paying attention to our dreams. It's actually really interesting because lately I have been having these dreams of things that have happened in the past that are like, I know that I know that my subconscious is bringing them forward for healing. I know that's what it is. And I just thought, oh, wow, that's so interesting because at the time we're recording this, we're not technically even in Pisces season yet, but it's almost like my body is ready, feeling the energy and and it just wants to let some things go. And I think what I want to say to the audience listening to this is, because I've gotten this question a lot before, you know, almost people freaking out if they have a bad dream or bad memory come up or something like that. And for me, it's really just there. It's presenting itself there for you to say, I've learned this lesson, or, you know, maybe there's something you need to learn from that and you can apply it. Your subconscious is bringing it to the conscious to essentially be able to let it go to say, okay, we don't, I don't want to keep this in the subconscious memory anymore. I want you to know that it's there and it's been affecting you. And now that you've learned the lesson, now that you're a different person and you can see it from a different perspective, we can really let it go. And I think that this is going to be a great opportunity to do that during this time. Yeah. And I also want to say like, if anyone starts having really crazy, trippy, psychedelic dreams, or like Kelly's saying, very psychologically based dreams, um, reach out to us, keep us posted because um, Pisces season is cool. Like I am... I'm excited because this is the sign of the Zodiac that does start getting psychedelic. It's literally like, can you look at life through the lens of like a kaleidoscope? It's very trippy. And, um, you know, it's going to depend as well, like where you have Pisces in your chart. So obviously, Kelly, I know, you know, a little bit about you. And, (laughs) you know, I know that you have, your Mercury is in Pisces. Um, Uh It is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So this Mercury retrograde for you, um, it's actually just going to probably be a continuation of what you were learning around this time last year. Like last year, March 6th, you know, were you learning something? Were you perfecting something? What was going on with the podcast? Were you, how were you expressing yourself? This retrograde for you might be like unfinished business and, and with all of that, you know, things you've started, projects you've uh, communicated, because uh, it is your Mercury. So it's about your mind and your intellect and how you learn and how you show and tell the world, you know, I'm Kelly, like this is me. This mm-hmm. is what I feel. So for me, anytime we retrograde, it's like words that start with R-E. So for you, it's like refine, Um, you know, you could reinvent, you could uh, reestablish. There's so many things, but mostly it's like rest, reset, relax. We don't need to do anything during the retrograde other than just feel our feelings. That's what Pisces ultimately wants. Pisces is naturally co-ruled by Jupiter, which is also about expansion. So it's like this feeling of like expansion of our emotional world. And it, it could get dramatic, like not going to lie, 
but emotions are dramatic. Like humans are dramatic. It's, right. it's a part of life. It's a part of, of who we are and, and how we do interact with each other. And I think that like keeping your side of the street very clean, you know, uh, it will get messy too. So it's like, we're not these perfect people, but even when we do try to go exact out these perfection missions, maybe we'll get it, maybe we won't, but that really is part of the journey and being able to kind of accept yourself. So with healing for me, um, is also radical self-acceptance. Yes. Pisces. Yes. Pisces doesn't like suffering. Um, it really doesn't. And so, um, part of our suffering, part of why we need to heal because we're suffering. I think a big component of that is a lack of acceptance of acceptance of what is or what was or what happened to us. Definitely. Um, yeah. So if you're going, listening to this and you start going through the retrograde and you're like, damn, some really deep things are like kind of coming up. Um, it's okay. And you're not alone in it. And Pisces also loves friendship <laughs> and, <laughs> and art and culture. Um, you know, yes, Pisces is the intuitive feeler of the Zodiac and the healer, but Pisces is also super fun. Pisces is ruled by Neptune. Neptune rules like well, this sounds horrible, but, but Neptune rules addictions and vices. Mm. So oh, Neptune rules drugs and alcohol and psychedelic drugs um, and getting fucked up. That is Neptune. Wow. That's interesting. So we've kind of got this mashup, right? Of like, okay, there's all these emotions. There's all this feeling. Then there's maybe like some addiction stuff that could come through. There's a lot. Like Pisces season packs a punch. I feel like people think Pisces is like this passive sign and that's not necessarily true. Like there's a lot for us to do this season. There's a lot for us to not do. Um, But what I will say is like, you know, check the vices this Pisces season because as we're talking about how, okay, things might get dramatic, that is life. Oftentimes many of us, I think almost all of us do have maybe an unhealthy vice that we might go to, an unhealthy coping mechanism that we might falter into. That is honestly, like as a professional, I do hear that a lot during Pisces season. Um, maybe pe- uh, relapse, right? Recovery. So it's a great time to get on the wagon. It also might be a time people fall off the wagon. Um, we can't talk about Pisces season without talking about the, um, addictive qualities and without talking about the vices and without talking about the fact that like, of course, healing's not linear, but sometimes when people want to heal, sometimes they do the healing work and then other times they numb right. because that feels like healing too. So we of course have choices and one day you might wake up and be like, I'm going to yoga, I'm going to meditate, all the high vibrational Pisces things, right? I'm going to go volunteer and like take care of an animal. Um, I'm going to help a friend who's suffering. One day we might be that. And then the next day we might be like, hi, it's 11 a.m. Like, where's the rosé? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it too early to have a drink? Like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, and, and also people who, who don't partake. Um, it's a great time to really ground in. Like if you are in a program of recovery um, or really any program where you're recovering in any type of way, let this retrograde be the first retrograde of 2020 that you like lean into that recovery and feel good about it. Um, you know, recovery's obviously difficult, um, whatever it is that we're recovering from, but Pisces season comes to let us know like there's so many healing modalities available to us. So many. Right. 
So, so many. And that actually brings me to one of our listener questions. Yes. We got a couple listener questions and um, Rachel asked, I want to get serious about healing this Pisces season. What do you suggest? Okay. So I have, I'm going to answer this in two parts because I know that, hey, everyone listening, we are, we're all at different levels of astrology. Um, So the first answer would be for someone who really doesn't know their natal chart or hasn't really seen it or doesn't really have an understanding of um, if they have like where they have Pisces or what planets are in Pisces, if any. Um, To that, of course, I would say you should definitely link up with me so we can figure all that out. But let's say you're listening to this and you're like, that's all great, Raquel, but I don't really have time for that and I want this answer now. So here we are. (laughs) (laughs) So for healing. Um, so Pisces bringing it down to like the element is a water sign. I really love water, any healing for Pisces season. So crying, um, going by the ocean, being by water. Um, one of the most healing moments of my adult life, I was like swimming belly up in a cenote in Mexico and just being in that water. And it just, I don't even really know how to swim. So like it, it wasn't, it was out of my element, you know? Yeah. Um, and being in the water was really healing for me. And it did happen to be during um, a Pisces lunation. Um, so water stuff. So cry, bubble bath, um, get into the water, um, drink lots of water. People, I think don't under, or people underestimate <laughs> actual water. We need so much of it while we're healing because as we're healing things, especially emotionally, I do believe mind, body, soul are connected. So if you're healing and you want to get serious about your healing, you do need to drink a lot of water. You need to be nourishing yourself. It's not just the emotional labor of healing. There's the physical aspect. And I think our bodies really feel it. Um, Absolutely. 100%. After a subconscious session that we do or anything, I'm like, drink a ton of water. I'm literally drinking water right now because like I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm always like, relax, drink a lot of water. Like that's a lot. You don't realize. Is anyone so thirsty for water right now? Like <laughs> <laughs> I got my glass right here. Please message me on Instagram if you're listening to this and you're like, I had to pull over my car and drink water because yeah, I just got so thirsty. Actually, you know what? I'm curious. There was a couple months ago where I was so thirsty. And I wonder if it was during another water sign because I was so thirsty and I literally was Googling like, what, why am I so thirsty? Yeah, no, it's, it was so weird. There's so many weird little things in in astrology. Like once you kind of start, it's like the universe, like when you ask the universe for signs and you start seeing the signs and all the things, it's, it's so like that with the planets too. Um, But yeah, for me, getting serious about healing means getting serious about learning what your body needs and what your vessel and your soul needs in order to make healing achievable and um, manageable because healing can get very messy, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, getting serious about healing also um, requires boundaries and um, being able to have conversations with people in your life. Like I'm, you know, I'm healing right now. I'm going through this right now. I'm not available for that right now. All that kind of stuff really helps in healing. And in terms of the actual healing, you know, I don't really know. I don't, I wouldn't need to see your chart. I would need to see what types of traumas you're dealing with, what types of dramas you're dealing with. But just getting really honest, you know, I think that that's great. And just because it is Pisces season, um, I do like any type of healing that has to do with meditation, um, any healing that has to do with the esoteric. 
So, um, you know, tarot cards and um, tapping into things like astrology. Um, the veil is thin during Pisces season. So everyone's intuition is really heightened. The veil to the other side, to the spirit realm, is really, really heightened as well. So like if you're feeling like mediumship living within you or any type of psychic energy within you, those are tools that you can use to heal. Like I became Reiki attuned to heal trauma. Not because I wanted to give people Reiki, but because mm -hmm. it was that process of that attunement um, for me, my Pisces North node uh, was activated. So um, there's a lot of ways that you can activate healing. Beautiful. And that actually too transitions into our other question from Kylie. Kylie who? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she says that my North node is in Pisces which you just said yours is, and I believe mine is too. So yours hey, is, Pisces yeah. North Node, what's yes. up? So she says, what does that mean? And how do I work with that energy? Um, yes. Okay. I just want to also answer the, um, I just have a second part to the first question really quick oh, you that I want to go back to. Two parts. <laughs> um, <laughs> My bad. No, you're fine. No, I'm happy that I remembered because I, I usually, you know, we will talk so fast. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so the first part would be like the general healing things, right? And then the second part would be if you do know your astrology or you do have your chart, which this ties into what we're about to talk about anyway, you want to look to see where in your chart you have Pisces. You want to see if you have any planets there. So for example, Kelly, you have your Mercury there. And then you and I both have our North Node of Destiny in the sign of Pisces. So Pisces season is always going to be really important and special for us because we're going to be experiencing personal growth. So everyone can experience growth and healing during Pisces season. But if you have planets or placements in Pisces, it is going to definitely go to a deeper layer. Um, and it's like that with every season, with every sign. And also you want to, uh, for Mercury retrograde, check the parts of your chart that are ruled by Mercury. So check the parts of your chart that are ruled by Gemini and the parts of your chart that are ruled by Virgo. Mercury rules both Gemini and Virgo. Check all that out. Check out Pisces. Check out all the configurations and all the math. And again, if you need help with all of that and you're dying for that info, um, you know, just hit me up and we can work together. But um, those would kind of be my two answers for leaning into your healing for Pisces season in the retrograde. Right. So for me, I know that my chart ruler is Mercury. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So does that, as far as a retrograde goes, does that mean that I'm affected differently by the retrogrades or it just matters if like the Pisces is in retrograde? Y yes. So some people are born during Mercury retrograde and though my partner is born during Mercury retrograde and I'm not, he is when you're born during Mercury retrograde, you're born into that energy. Same with any retrograding planet. And it actually means that when the planet's retrograde, you actually have an easier time communicating. Mm. Uh, things are a little clearer. You're a little more uh, conscientious of like how you're communicating, what you're communicating. Your mind and your intellect is like a little bit sharper. Um, and yeah, so, so first check that as well. But for you with Mercury as your chart ruler or anyone who is a Gemini, a Virgo, um, you know, having a chart ruler mercury uh, virgo rising gemini rising virgo moon gemini moon uh it does kind of let us know that retrogrades are impactful for you if you want them to be it's not that you're gonna have a more difficult time or a harder time but there is more available to you because you're very mercurial in your chart 
Mm-hmm. And so I think for you, especially being someone who communicates so much and you do the podcast and you have a lot of things in your life that are communication based for me, I would say, and like looking at your chart, like, you know, this retrograde and this Pisces season is a great time for you to evaluate not only your communication and how you do it, but, um, build relationships through it and see how it layers into your own personal relationships or your own romantic relationship and see if you can go deeper and, and help people in a way of communication that maybe you haven't yet. Um, oh there's my always, gosh. <sighs> that's such a message for me right now because it? Okay, I, I, yes, it really is. Cause I've had something on my heart that I know needs to come forward and I've yeah. actually been resisting it for years, but now is the time where I'm like, Oh, actually this is ready. And I still yeah. feel afraid of it, but I've yeah. just learned in my life when I'm afraid of something that's like, okay, you should do this. <laughs> yeah. It's but, so, yeah. it's such a, retrogrades are such a great time to relaunch. So it's like, if you have this idea or this thing and you've just been kind of like, mm, retrograde is a great time to experiment with it and relaunch. Now notice that I didn't say launch. Don't launch during the retrograde, relaunch. If there's mm. nothing to relaunch, if it's just like a brand new, fresh idea, um, please just wait until after March 9th and save yourself like some complications, you know? Um, good to know. Good to know. Yes. But you know, on the North nodes, um, this is one of my favorite topics in astrology is the North node of destiny, the North and South node. Maybe you guys have heard of it. It's usually referred to as the dragon's head and the dragon's tail. Um, and it's kind of a fun mythological visual where um, it has to do with our soul and what our soul came here to embody. And it has to do with past lives. So the North is the head of the dragon, which is, you know, where the fire's coming out. It's where, where we need to be activated, right? Where our soul needs to focus. The tail, the dragon's tail, that's our past life energy. That as the dragon's head is over here trying to do this thing, the tail might be like swinging and knocking things over, get, obstructing mm. things or, you know, or the tail can also be used in uh, conjunction with what the head is doing and it's working together. So we're always going to be trying to balance this uh, current life, past life energy in terms of astrology when we talk about evolutionary astrology. And so the North Node is like the energy that your soul is here to embody. So for you, North Node Pisces, and um, you know, for anyone listening, if you have this North Node, your mission is really about leaning into the unknown, the deep human psyche, the more psychedelic side of life. And it shows us that you have past life Virgo. So past life Virgo, that means in your past life or most recent past life, you were the doctor, the surgeon, the person who had to be perfect. The, it was very prestigious. It was very, there was a lot of precision. Um, Mm -hmm. It was punctual. It was, you, you had to show up in a way that was regimented. Otherwise, maybe perhaps people's lives were literally on the line. You know, you had a really serious role to step into. Now your soul is like, okay, that's this lifetime. This is where I actually want to release all that perfectionism. And I want to just flow. Like this is the lifetime for Pisces North Node to just sit back and like enjoy the poetry, the music, the art, the dancing, the connection, the love. Like um, Pisces energy and Libra energy can both be very like hippie-ish mm-hmm. and that's kind of like what your soul's really looking for your soul's like I'm trying to chill actually <laughs> my soul is like yes girl yeah yeah and <laughs> and um and the north node in our charts 
it's what our soul came here to embody, not what we're already doing. It tends to be something that's a challenge because it's new to our souls and we're human. We want to kind of do what's familiar for the most part. You right. know? We're not always trying to jump into the unknown. So as you look up your North node of destiny and you see it and you're like, whoa, that's either really different than what I'm doing or it seems impossible. Don't feel discouraged by it. Um, we're always working toward our, our North node energy. And so if it's in Pisces, this is the season to, um, like I said earlier, like undo a little bit, um, unra- let things unravel a little bit for yourself. So that's super interesting. And I'm just going to self-reflect here a little bit, even and when I think about my journey, not, not in terms of past life, but really in this present lifetime, I feel like I've had a strong transition from that Virgo energy where, you know, even I was always that really good student. I was in a medical field before doing what I do now. I was a nurse. I used to do medical. Of course you were. I was in surgery. You were living in your, yeah. Oh my God. You were living in your South Node. This Absolutely. This is the number one thing. And I just abandoned that and and did it little by little where it was like, okay, I know this doesn't feel right for me. I don't, I want, I love art. I love music. I love Mm -hmm. exploring. That's what I want my life to be. And I really did have a somewhat painful process of undoing all of that. Um, and really coming to the place of really destructuring myself in my life. That's, that's really interesting. So I had, that's, that's so interesting, Kelly. I had a pretty similar story of like coming out of my South node and moving toward my North node, which I'm still doing. I'll do my whole life. Um, but it's, I've, this is a, a really important part of astrology. I've ran programs before that are just on the nodes. And at the end of the programs, like women would be like, I'm getting a divorce. Like my partner loves me for like who the South node energy, not what I'm actually trying to be, you know? Um, So it's very revealing. But when you discover your North node, I want to say it does tend to lead you to um, a more abundant and fulfilling path. Those are the two keywords there. So if you're not really trying to like, if you already feel abundant, you already feel fulfilled, you know, and you look at your North node, like, it might mean something different, but if you're someone who's really, really looking for like more abundance and more fulfillment, I highly suggest checking out your North Node of Destiny and see what's there. Right. And when you have the North Node in Pisces, aren't those people typically the healers and, and in that sort of realm? Yeah. So what's interesting about this is like having, let's say this sort of medical background, um, you're sort of doing the the um, more sterile side of healing. Mm-hmm. Pisces is the spiritual side of healing. So there's like the biology, you right. know, and then there's the psychology and then there's the theology and all those um, things that are more open for interpretation, you know, um, more yeah. subjective, more flowy. That's Pisces. So yeah, you are, um, you know, especially to Kelly, I want to touch on like hypnosis Right. Um, that is very important work for your Pisces North Node. Like to, to be able to guide people through that is very activated. Yeah. And that makes sense because when I, it's funny too, because when I first started practicing hypnosis, I wasn't super keen on it. I had other things that I was doing, other modalities, and it was kind of just something I would use almost as I don't want to say afterthought because that's not the right word, but I was using it strictly for a reinforcement of other work that I was doing. Whereas now I'm seeing it as literally the most powerful tool that I can use with my clients to 
open up their mind to see what they need to see so that they can heal. You know, not like I'm doing the healing and the hypnosis. I'm guiding you to open up your mind to be able to see what you need to see so that you can actually release things, let them go, and then, you know, experience the new in the life, right? And, um, and yeah, I do, it is a process, right? Of like getting to that place of, I can even see it now that we're talking about it, where I was a little bit more wanting to use some almost like, I'm, I want to say more masculine types of healing versus feminine. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of different ways to interpret that, but a lot of times, you know, the, the, Western medicine is very masculine in its healing processes. And then, you know, you even look at something like NLP, a lot of that is still very masculine. Whereas when you get into hypnosis, you stretch a little bit more into that unknown territory, into the having to trust. You know, a lot of it for me is really leaning into my intuition. No session looks the same because it's all intuitively guided as far as where we're going to take this person and what we're going to do. So that's actually super interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I absolutely love hypnosis and I found it to be very healing. So if you are Pisces North Node or any North Node, look at the things that would be really healing for that sign, uh, soothing for that sign and allow yourself, like you said, to trust in those modalities and just try them. Mm -hmm. Um, I got lucky the first time I did a hypnosis, I was like, I'm in like, this is for me. Um, but sometimes it does take a couple tries and some things are really acquired, but, um, Pisces season, you guys is just such a beautiful time to lean into this type of stuff. Um, you know, it's about like transcendence and intuition and, and process and making peace with your process as well. Um, you know, it's a big thing we might want to focus on. And I think that, uh, you know, there might also be a sense of renewal that a lot of us might be feeling. And let's just keep it all the way real. Like a lot of us will be using this Mercury retrograde to tie up some super fucking frustrating loose ends that we have <laughs> and some unfinished business and, you know, some shit from August. Okay. Like, <laughs> right. You know, and that's okay. And, um, it's, we're, we're not going to all be like wearing these cloaks and like meditation and like love and light. and. Pisces. Well, I don't know about you, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> well, send me an invite because I'm going to crash your love and light party. No, I'm just but no, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is just like, it looks different for everyone. And Absolutely. If, you, if you do find yourself like, wow, I'm like a cliche, like dealing with some shit with my ex, Mercury retrograde, like here I am. That's fine. I think it's better to just laugh at those things when they happen. Yeah. Like, oh, typical, typical. <laughs> yeah. And you said something that was really important in one of our podcasts that I just wanted to repeat to everyone because I think it's really, really helpful is that just because someone comes to you with unfinished business based on a prior relationship or da da da, da doesn't mean that you like owe them a response Absolutely. or owe them your time. Um, especially if it's infringing upon what you currently have going on in your life. Uh, yes, absolutely. I stand by that statement. 1, I stand by it too. And it's a really <laughs> important message for the retrograde. Yeah, because we, we don't have to make ourselves available for energy that we don't want or need in our life. No. And I also think it's like a really good time to probably try some yoga right now. That's yeah. what I'm feeling. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, mind, body, soul, right? Pisces is like mind, body, soul, focusing on all of that. And um, it's so funny that you said that I just reactivated my yoga membership and it's, there's no reason that I'm not going because it's literally at the end of my street. It's like opening the refrigerator, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, again, making peace with your process. I had to accept the fact that however many months ago, I really wasn't feeling like the body aspect of mind, body, soul. Um, and I think healing, a lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah. My healing was really just requiring a lot of emotionality from me where it was like, I couldn't go to yoga and not have anxiety over all the things I was thinking and all the healing I was trying to do. So um, I'm just hitting a new layer. And I, I think everyone listening, I think what we can really look forward to is that in our own special ways, I think we're all going to hit a really cool new layer this Pisces season. It's available. I love that. I feel very excited and good about this Pisces season. I know it's the retrograde and everything, but I don't know. I just, I personally just feel very optimistic right now, positive. I have a lot of just good, good vibes around Pisces right now. Yeah. And another date I wanted to throw out there, if you guys want to write it down, March 4th, we have Venus, our planet of love and beauty and money. She's moving into the sign of Taurus. She rules Taurus. Taurus mm. rules the second house, money, material, wealth, family, foundation. It's like food and comfort. I mean, these are like very generic surface <laughs> generalizations of Taurus, of course. But Venus and Taurus is um, it's an, a really nice energy. It's very touchy-feely. It's indulgent. If you are partnered such a great time to physically connect in. Um, if you're not partnered, you can still physically connect in, like connect in with yourself, you know? And I love Venus in Taurus because it's very nourishing. Now we are coming out of um, Venus in Aries, which is kind of a different type of vibe. It's very fiery, very intense. I've been getting reports from clients, lots of arguments in love, lots of disagreements. Love. Venus and Aries can be very bold and it's, um, it can be very sexy, but it can also be like really impatient and um, intense. So now we're moving into Venus in Taurus on March 4th. It's going to be lovely. And then after that, we are going to have a Venus retrograde. So I really just want to encourage everyone like when we start getting into the beginning of March, you know, um, really start thinking about what you can release on that March 9th full moon. And I think that's going to really, you're going to get your bang for your buck with this Pisces season if you can work with that full moon and enjoy Venus and Taurus. And then on March 16th, we get Mercury officially in Pisces. And then a couple of days later, we have Aries season. So it's going to move quick. Boom, boom, boom. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to move moving. We've already got like all these dates, like, you know, and, and that's going to be the whole year and that's astrology. But I love that we get to do this podcast and take time and pause and kind of chat and go a little deeper because how important is it in life to like pause and reflect and, you know, connect with each other. I love it. And I already literally just put in my calendar right now, Venus and Taurus. I'm like, oh, give it to me. Let me, I will soak up all the loving and extravagant vibes. Oh, I'm That's so how excited. I feel about Taurus in general. I really mm -hmm. love Taurus energy. Me too. It's yeah. beautiful. And I'm me like, too. my man is a Taurus. So it's well, like, yeah. Your Jupiter is in Taurus. You're oh, Jupiter. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Jupiter, Jupiter is like the expander and, uh, where you have Jupiter in your chart, like you're just 
there's an abundance of that energy for you even. And it's in your eighth house too. So a story for another time, but really wouldn't be surprised if you guys have like a past life connection, especially if his son is overlaying into your eighth house. But here I go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for another, another day. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. so what are the biggest takeaway that everyone should just, what's the thing to focus in on Pisces? My thoughts on it are healing, whatever that looks like for you and, you know, taking time to dream the dreams. Yeah, 100%. I think, gosh, it's so hard. If I had to pick like just three keywords, I would pick uh, intuition, process, and dreams, probably. Um, Dreams as in our actual dreams, and then there's the dreams we have for our lives. And then process as in processing through healing, processing through feeling, processing through emotions, and intuition being that we all have it. And it's something that is a completely invaluable source that lives within us. And um, I do think that like when we do talk about like those evolutionary points in our lives, uh, being able to trust your intuition is one of those things that is um, available and accessible. And every time that we do it, there will be benefits and there will be rewards. Beautiful. I love it. And so you said that you're going to be teaching a, a new moon workshop. Yes. So I'm doing a new moon workshop and it's all about Pisces, Pisces and Neptune. And, um, it's this Sunday. So it's going to be on the 23rd. And I would love if, um, yeah, anyone listening would love, especially if you're new to me, we haven't worked together yet. This is a really great way to work together. It's like, um, you know, low investment, non-committal, just a workshop. It's a safe space and you're going to learn some astrology. And I always end my workshops with some type of magic or some type of healing or you're going to leave feeling great. And there's lots of goodies in my workshops. So I highly suggest you check it out if you want to learn more. Yes. We will link that up for you in the show notes. And I highly suggest that you check that out if you want to really learn how to work with the moon energy, especially in the magic of Pisces. Yes. All right, ladies. Well, that's going to be it for us. And I hope that you are enjoying the Pisces energy, feeling the love and dreaming those dreams. And we will talk to you in Aries. Hey sister, thank you so much for joining me today. If you know another woman that needs to hear this message, I ask that you please share it. And if you absolutely loved what you heard today, I would so appreciate if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes as it helps us to spread the message and grow the community. And that is our number one goal. So if you have not already, join us in the Woman Unleashed Collective on Facebook. This is a safe sisterhood to connect with like-minded women and get all the support you need in your journey to live life unleashed. Until next time, sisters, live life a little more boldly and create some magic.